This is Free Talk Live. You're invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever it is you would like. 1-855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. Mark um, probably will join us later. He's going to his fireman things that he's uh, doing tonight. He's a volunteer fireman. He's so, so honorable, yeah, so he that Mark. So he'll be having fun with that, and we'll be having fun here, uh, taking your calls about anything you your want. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Oops, that was my fault. All right, so uh, 85, thank you. Thank goodness she was there to let me know that. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. Again, the toll-free number here. So uh, we'll kind of bring you up to speed on some of the stuff that's been happening around the Shire. In it's been the, an exciting time in the Shire. It, you know, it this really has. This year has been packed. I have to say, Derek J., as uh, somebody who's been here for five-plus years at this point, I am really like pleasantly surprised with the amount of activity coming out, at least from the Keene area of uh, of what's been going on here. Because one of my critiques for a little while has been there needs to be more activism. Oh, no one can make that complaint now. There is so much going on every day. If you wanted to participate in all of the activism going on in Keene, it would not be possible. You wouldn't it's be true. able to participate in all of it. I was so it. It disappointed in myself today because of like... I always feel like I need to do more, right? Like, it's never <laughs> enough. And I told a local gentleman who is active with us that uh, that I would help him with some petition gatherings. He was doing some petition signatures uh, to present to the city council to get them to say no to this Bearcat, which is this armored truck, a very frightening-looking uh, armored truck the federal government has apparently been just handing out to different communities. It's from a Department of Homeland Security grant. A $300,000 grant, which the city council almost unanimously accepted. There was only one guy who voted against it. And it's actually the son of that guy who's putting forth this uh, this particular proposal to say, hey, why don't you reconsider this and have a public hearing, which you didn't have Prior to actually accepting this money and doing this. Here, here. It would seem only reasonable. So uh, so he put this thing together of getting the campaign signatures, and I totally dropped the ball on Monday on it, uh, and I didn't, I di- well, just didn't do it. I didn't have enough time to get out. I got like half of the signatures I'd, I was hoping to get. Well, and I went out to go collect some signatures today, pick, picking up on some, some of that slack. Well, my point was I was going to go out today and do it, but I had already committed to going to Concord to testify at this hearing thing mm-hmm. that was happening this morning. And so it just was one of those days where I couldn't do everything. I Too much do- activism to right. participate in. And and now the the video is exploding here in New Hampshire. That's the real like for me. That's the real indicator of the fact that there's so much happening is that there's video coming from at least five different new channels that are on, that are online. There's Ladies and Keen, uh, which they're starting apparently their own radio show soon. There's Liberty Rapture. He's been producing videos uh, based in Keen, which he's posted the, over at freekeen.com right, about the bailiffs in the court system. And of course, you're blogging at Freekeen, but you also have your own blog, which LiveFreeOrDance.com. LiveFreeOrDance.com. And I want to talk more about Live Free or Dance here in a little bit because that's going to come to a head tomorrow. That's right. Um, but not only that, Tally.tv, uh, who's moved here from Grafton, uh, New Hampshire. And he's really brought a lot, I think, with him. And I'm sure I'm missing. I'm sure I'm forgetting one. But there's there's so much new action. Of course, uh, Free Keen TV is going on here as well now. And there's just so much video happening. For a while, I was disappointed because uh, we had Sam Dodson here, and he ended up going in a different direction. Uh, he's kind of stopped doing video. 
and he was like the only guy who was really doing video in Keene for a while, with the exception of Free Minds TV. But now, like, really, I mean, really within a six month time frame, there's been just a huge explosion of video. And now we have so many people willing to do video, like editing and stuff like that, that there's more, even more people that are doing shooting the video so you've got multiple camera angles like if you look at uh derek j's videos that he put together for the santorum visit here to keen and the huntsman visit here to keen which we just had an absolute blast with and ended up getting kicked out of both events he has now dropped out of the race huntsman did yeah and uh, hopefully santorum will be dropping out soon but if you go to freekeen.com you can scroll back and you can see those but each one of them has a, a multi-camera view and it's I don't know. I wonder how that looks to people that are that are looking at it like, wow, this isn't just some guy with this BlackBerry uh, recording this. This is four different views or three or four different views all at the same time. It's a whole new way to hold the bureaucrats accountable, and I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Sam's work with his video production is a huge part of the reason I was inspired to move to Keene and get active with video. And now I'm seeing the concentration of activists who participate in video activism has uh, come to such a head that people are specializing in just editing or specializing in just filming. And that frees up a lot of people's time uh, because they're able to specialize in one particular area and just basically export all the the rest of the stuff that they're not specialists in. to do video editing I, f- I find it a blast and i just unfortunately being as busy as i am with running this radio show because i don't just talk on the air i also do some of the behind the scenes business of affiliate relations and things like that in addition to whatever other activism i have i just i just don't really usually make, make the time to do much editing and if i do it's usually quick and dirty just throw something together uh no you know not much time for titles and special transitions and, and things like that but like you're saying i mean you've been cutting up a lot of video recently and you've had multiple different angles from which to choose as an editor that's exactly what you're looking for and you're I mean, you've been kind of there. Been there's been a, a trend recently of people putting different uh, angles on screen at the same time, and I think that that's to show important things that are happening, so everyone can see it from different angles at the same time. But if you're picking shots, having four shots to choose from is better than two, right? And, and if uh, you're concerned about trolls or non-believers, people who think that uh, perhaps uh, the editor is selecting video, right? That, you're not showing something, right? This shows uh, the people who are doubters that hey, there was. No offense committed, and the aggression is totally coming from the part of the bureaucrats. Uh, but you were mentioning the Bearcat petition earlier. I yes. think one of the ways uh, that activists have been coping with the abundance of activism that's uh, been happening is by working smarter. And so today, when I went to the Keene Police Department to drop off some evidence, I also contested a ticket and also uh, at, went around to each window and asked the bureaucrats with which I was dealing if they would like to sign the petition. So Excellent. So killing three birds with one stone. Did you get any signatures from the police bureaucrats? No, I did not. Oh, that's a Unfortunately, shame. they mentioned how they thought their jobs might be in jeopardy if they were to really? sign something like that and they, they are it. so scared at, the at cops. least they're honest you know i was thinking uh recently i was thinking today actually again about bringing the police hugging squad back i feel like it's something that has been missing I, it's something i was doing for a little while and we had a little you know a couple other people participating in it and for whatever reason i just fell away from it maybe i have been getting a little more angry or something like that and i don't like that i don't like being angry i don't like that at all so i want to move away from that and i think Trying to remember to offer a hug to a cop every time I see one is is an important thing to do to kind of keep my mind in the right place 
and uh, Kelly Voluntarist is one of the newer movers up here from Arizona. She's a great writer, and she uh, she thinks she can do a very good job at getting hugs from the cops because some of them they're they're those manly they're manly men, you know. They don't want to hug another man. Right. So there's a lot of that. Like I got a lot of that when I've tried to hug the cops. Is that there's that you know uh, you're a guy and I don't really want to hug guys, but right, you know right. put a young lady in front of them and all of a sudden their attitude changes. Right. And so, they don't want to be seen as some like gay lover either. So they it'd probably they be tough for you too. Right. Yeah. It's it's tough to get hugs. And I would think that, you know my experience with uh, asking cops for hugs in other places other than New Hampshire. Hampshire mm. is they will never no way really? they would never come near me or, or you know for Sometimes fear that I might like you. take their weapon or something they they would oh. feel like endangered oh, by a hug but I I it's was security thrilled violation. to see some of the videos of you hugging police over by Central Square oh, I yeah. think over by City Hall I think you gave some hugs I was happy to see that the police were willing to accept that that they weren't afraid of the average Joe uh, giving them a hug me that's, too it's a good thing to see yeah it makes me happy anytime a cop are willing to give me a hug. I think that's a good thing because it helps uh, connect the level of humanity with these folks, and they are human beings. Uh, sometimes they don't act like it. Sometimes they, you know, they act kind of robotic and and real tough. But there's a human in, in, under there somewhere. There sure is. And in the same way that theater works for the average viewer who's seeing something happen on stage, a real life emotion, I think it's a great way to connect with people like cops who are in a tense situation and feel that emotion of everything is okay so it sort of brings them brings them down from an aggressive standpoint to a point where they can feel like everything is okay i can relax let's come back with more get your thoughts as well bring up anything you want 855-450 free we'll talk about what you're doing tomorrow Derek j it's free talk here on free talk live we've been pretty excited about the bitcoin it's a decentralized free market digital currency you can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And the site uh, includes, by the way, the mobile site for those of you with a smartphone you want quick access to our live streams and podcasts. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com, m.freetalklive.com. Now, coming up, February 23rd through the 26th, the Liberty Forum is happening. And, Derek, you and I are going to be there. Heck yes. As well as hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that love freedom. Many of them love freedom so much, they're willing to pick up their lives and jobs and business and family or whatever and move to new hampshire and get active like we've done and there are hundreds of people who be there who've already done that more people will be there who are considering doing that and some people who maybe haven't considered yet making the move and just want to come to a great liberty convention it's that too lots of great speakers will be there like peter schiff uh, and prax girl and uh, not only that panel discussions by people who are kind of on the ground there's gonna i know there's gonna be a civil disobedience panel this time around 
I'd be shocked if they didn't invite you to participate, Derek J. I'm looking forward to the speakers and the different types of panels, and most importantly, connecting with other liberty lovers who have come from all over yep. to share uh, what they find most exciting, which is living free. And you're not exaggerating. Sometimes uh, you'll find some folks internationally coming to the Liberty Forum. So, and for um, good reason. Yep. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum is where you can go to learn more about the event, get a, a rundown of who the, all the speakers are, because there's a lot of them. And at the same time, also, you know, learn more about the hotel, etc. It's very affordable. I mean, it's just over 200 bucks for the VIP pass, which includes dinner, or the dinners, and it includes whatever luncheons they're going to have and all of the access that you're looking for to get into the, the events. So there's also a la carte for those of you that maybe you can only make it up for Saturday or, or Saturday and Sunday instead of Thursday through Sunday. Uh, you can buy whatever you need to. So freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use our discount code FTL2012 to save 10%. Again, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, code FTL2012, and Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from there. Now, uh, Derek J., hopefully you're not going to be in jail uh, during the Liberty Forum, which is There a, is always that risk. There's a distant possibility about that uh, because you, tomorrow, will be going to what I believe is your first trial uh, here in the Shire. You are correct. Which, of uh, course, is not is... the Shire that's putting the trial on. It's the, uh, the criminal gang known as the state. That's right. I have been not invited, but ordered to attend this trial, uh, where if I wouldn't attend, I would be threatened with guns and brought right. into a cage. So I will be defending myself uh, in front of the state-issued judge and the state-issued prosecutor to make my case that's fair. for freedom. Well, Yeah, it's fair when <laughs> everyone else in the case is all on the same team. Uh, yeah, and the person who filled out the complaint also works for the state, the, yeah. the police, and so those are the witnesses they'll be calling to uh, testify against me. It, instead and, of working for the state, it's really more like they all believe the same crazed religion. Oh, yeah. Really is what it is. I'm, I am being brought into the the lion's den of a uh, non-believer, you know, of, of their religion. So they are seeking to punish me for uh, my consistent non-belief in their religion when i don't uh, bow to their authority uh, i'm charged with things like obstructing government administration oh, resisting arrest and refusing to process all of which i was not aware are crimes uh you know where is the victim is what i'd like to know that's all i was looking to know and because you're accused of, you, of right let's let's rewind here right. and talk about what happened you're accused of throwing a dance party basically but they've called it all of those things those legal terms that, that's correct i was celebrating freedom uh, and inviting my community to join me in celebrating freedom at something I called the Live Freer Dance Party. Because we're in New Hampshire, it's Live Free or Die, supposedly. Exactly. So we went to the Common, the Central Common, which in um, English history as well as early American history is a designated spot where everyone is welcome. Uh, it's sort of a demilitarized zone, and in Keene, it's especially a demilitarized zone in that the cops, for the most part, ignore those who are enjoying a beverage, uh, an alcoholic beverage, openly displayed out in public or enjoying some cannabis. Uh, well, they had ignored it for a long time, and then all of a sudden this summer they started cracking down again, and this was when your event happened, was toward the end of the summer. That's, that's true, uh, but... 
up until this point, I had believed that Central Square was a demilitarized zone in that sense. So I wanted to celebrate freedom. I wanted to have a dance party. People came out and were enjoying themselves. We got about one song and a half into it before some police arrived and told us to turn off the lights and the music. At the time when they told us, there were no lights and music on. And if you want to check the video for yourself to see what really happened, you can check livefreerdance.com slash court. Livefreerdance.com slash court. Yes, that will pull up all the videos and all of the legal documentation, all the letters I've received from the King Police Department, everything from the court. It's all online so you can review it yourself if you don't believe the things that I'm telling you because they are Unbelievable. It's absurd, and and I wish I could have been there. I wasn't, and that's because not because I didn't like you or something like that. I was in jail, so I physically was unable to join you for this. Um, but as I understand it, you couldn't hear the music outside of the gazebo area of the Central Square Park, and so therefore, to your mind, there's no way anyone could possibly have complained about this. Not only was the volume level such that folks were having conversations directly outside the gazebo at normal speaking volume mm-hmm. uh, without a problem, but also in comparison to the fire alarm and the, the police sirens, this volume was nothing. And right. so I was surprised to hear that there would have been a noise uh, complaint. In addition to that, we only got one and a half songs into the thing. Before the cops showed up. Yes. And so I checked the dispatch logs and it says that the police were called out at 1036 p.m. and arrived at 1046 p.m. That wouldn't have been enough time for the songs that played to play. Mm -hmm. or That would have been way too much time, I I should have said. Excuse me. So clearly they came uh, without a call. That's my uh, reading of the situation. They wouldn't admit that a citizen had really complained. They they wouldn't um, release the records of the So calls. at this point, even in, even in the process of coming up to trial, when you're supposed to get all the police's evidence against you, they're not releasing a complaint call. That's correct. And even though I uh, filed 91A requests requesting this information... Uh, Freedom they, of Information Act. Here in, exactly. In, allegedly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they just deny, deny, deny. So I'm That's sure. what happens is I was denied this information. So I'm trying to collect as much information about what really happened that night as possible. And if now, there you'll was... be able to ask the police on the stand when they testify against you. you. You'll be able to ask them, you know, who was the complaining party in this? And they'll, they won't be able to tell you, I presume. I presume not. And I found it interesting that even after I was charged with these crimes, it took five days for the complaint form, the pink slip, to be filled out. So it's not, it's clear to me that the officers who did the arresting needed to look up in the law books where had I committed some possible crime. And it took five days for them to find that information. More coming up about uh, Derek J's trial tomorrow and kind of, I don't know how much of your plan you want to release here publicly, but you're welcome to tell us all the details uh, that you feel like. 855-450-FREE. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat. A life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved. 
for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com. Take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Bulletin board system is there. allows you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. And, of course, it's free like everything else is on our website. bbs.freetalklive.com will take you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. So do uh, go ahead and get interactive there. So Derek J. Uh, with us here, as you always are, on Tuesday nights, and I hope you'll be back next week, but there's a chance you won't be, and that's because you're facing several misdemeanor charges, a number of uh, misdemeanor charges, over an event that happened during the summer, during the time at which I was uh, sitting in a jail cell, you uh, were throwing, I believe you started them while I was in jail, or maybe it just started right. before I went in, uh, but you started the Live for Your Dance parties and you were basically uh, going to have folks come out. It was like 10 o'clock at night or something like that at uh, Central Square in downtown Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, play some music on a little, just a you know, speaker setup that wasn't really promoting the sound even outside of the park itself. It's a relatively small park, by the way. Non-intrusive in volume, absolutely. Right. You were being respectful of the fact that there were neighbors because people live around Central Square in downtown Keene. And now, of course, businesses. that is a bustling area where there are several bars and restaurants and. Uh, people carrying on outdoors uh there's music in those restaurants so it's not like anything i was doing was too out of the average no doubt and uh in fact as you mentioned before the city of Keene even has a klaxon like an air raid siren that goes off every time the cops not the cops but the uh, the fire department every time the fire department is called to a car call they turn on this horrific like air raid siren. I've never heard anything like it before. It's the most obnoxious and terrible thing. I couldn't imagine living in downtown Keene simply because of this air raid siren. It is so intrusive, this alarm that you're referencing, that court will even be stopped if it goes off during the trial. Because no one can hear anyone. That's right. So anyway, they come by, they threaten you, uh, they, they, you know, they come up to your dance party, and there's you know a decent amount of people that I think had, had come out to it that were enjoying themselves. Everybody was being peaceful. No one had actually been harmed. Of course, there's no victim in this. In fact, the police have yet to identify a complaining party in the matter. But nonetheless, they come up and uh, basically tell you to turn it off, right? That's right. They say, turn off the lights and music and we'll be out of here. That's what they're saying. They, they come up and they say, well, who, you know, whose radio is this? Just turn it off. Get the lights and music off and we're out of here. Now, that confused nearly everyone who was present because at the time the cops arrived there were no lights or music uh playing or on or even plugged in so there was nothing for us to do at that point so most of the interactions with police was questions surrounding why are you here <laughs> like your services aren't required right, you can now. go now yep. yeah beat but they it. wouldn't um, they wouldn't they ended up arresting a young man in the park on apparently a warrant somebody who happened to Happened to be there that evening, and then apparently that guy told the police allegedly that uh, that it was his equipment. That's right. Uh, he told the police Have that— Have you confirmed that with him? Is he going to be a, a witness at your trial? Uh, he is going to be appearing at the same trial uh, the same day as I am, hmm. so he will be having his own trial— 
the same day. That's uh, my understanding of the situation. Gotcha. Uh, so, yes, he did claim ownership of the property, but when a, a listening of the police log, which I requested and had to pay dearly for oh, uh, when I requested some of that information from the Keene police, a copy of their dispatch logs of what happened that night, what was going on in the radio transmissions, I can hear that the officer who arrested that man, whose name is Nick, um, says that Nick said, turn it over to the man in the black button-down shirt, which is me. I was wearing the black button-down shirt. And so, yeah, the kid who was arrested and claimed ownership of it said, turn it over to me. Essentially, interesting. And so, um, which they didn't do. Which no, no, they didn't. They do. decided they were going to keep it because they wanted to investigate or whatever. They're just really being mean, is what they were doing, and they they tried to confiscate this equipment. Now, you hadn't been arrested yet at this point. I had not. That's right. I was still standing with the equipment, trying to figure out what was going on, um, because there was no need for the police to be there, and. If their complaint was that we were using too much energy from the gazebo, which was initially part of their complaint was that we couldn't use city power. And if that was really their complaint, then I would think they'd be concerned about the amount of power that the lights and gasoline from their cop cars were using. But Mm, that didn't seem to be an issue to them because the rules are for us, not for them. Exactly. So they, this officer Kopcha, Mike Kopcha, decided he was the one that was dealing with you and threatening you, and you were basically saying, "No, this is not equipment. You can't take. You know, this is not his equipment. You can't take this. It's it's ours." Uh, you essentially were a custodian of the equipment because it's actually my equipment. It's That's sound right. Equipment that I had purchased. And we use, you know, here for various purposes, you know, whether if we're going to have a panel discussion, we'll use it for that. If we're uh, going to do karaoke, we'll, we'll hook up, hook it up for karaoke. And so essentially they uh, took away our ability to have karaoke for, for a couple months Which was uh, while totally, we tried to get the stuff back. Yeah, that was not going to be a good time. So I wanted to make sure we could continue our karaoke parties and also make sure that I was keeping your property safe, being a good custodian of someone else's private property while you but, were away and unable to defend it yourself. Unfortunately, when the criminal gang, the calling themselves the government, wants to take something that is not theirs to take, they can get violent about it. And right. That's no, when they arrested you. That's true. They did arrest me. But it's worth mentioning first that you can hear a reading of this. Uh, I've put a copy of the dispatch logs on livefreeyourdance.com slash court so you can hear the police transmissions yourself Mm. uh there's one officer officer macy who uh intervenes even though he's not on the scene and recommends to mr corrigan the man who arrested nick the guy who's sitting in the car Mm. he says now wouldn't it be easier if you just confiscate the property and then corrigan says well yeah i hadn't thought about that that was not what i was leaning towards doing but that may tie up a lot of loose ends for us and solve a lot of our problems so yeah let's confiscate it why not he sends the transmission to Kopja, who then does say, I'm taking this property with me. He's just following orders, of course. He's not thinking for himself. He's right. not I've been analyzing. told to do something. Right. Uh, now, wait a minute. The, now, there was a speaker involved, which they didn't take, right? They only took the amplifier. Uh, hilariously enough, if you watch the video, you can see as the cops are distracted and confused, there are 
activists and uh, partiers alike who are dissembling the equipment mm-hmm. and bringing it into cars. And it goes right totally without noticing. It's right in front of the police, huh. and they don't try and stop them. They don't even notice, it seems. Interesting. But um, yet they still take the amplifier from you. But yes, they were focused on me, and it may have been because of my location. I was in the back of the gazebo, and I was blocked in by the police. They were you know, keeping a blockade of me. I had no freedom of movement at that point. And I did ask them to back off because I was feeling threatened and I would like some space, but uh, I was not given that uh, space by Officer Kopja. Instead, he puts his hands on the equipment and says, this is coming with me. In a chorus of, no! Everyone erupts and says, it grabs a hold of the property, holds on to it, not tugging, not you yeah. know yanking or pulling, but just that was holding the, it. That was the alleged obstructing charge right there? That's right. He wanted to take something that other people were holding on to. Including you, including and you me. got arrested for it. I got arrested for it, yes. And two others got arrested for similar charges, which mm-hmm. were called hindering, not obstructing. I'm not when are sure they the going to Is that tomorrow too? Do you know? That is not going to be tomorrow. Okay. It's going to be in February. Got so it. They, they have more trials coming up. Um, oh, so many trials. That's People right. have been turning in parking tickets left and right here uh, for trial in Keene. I mean, there there must be twelve trials on the docket right now in that in that one court. They know us Just so well nonsense. today. They didn't even ask for my ID when I contested a parking <laughs> ticket. They filled out all my information oh, from he's memory. Back. So yeah, it's exciting to um, be taking on the state in a peaceful way. I you know I don't enjoy court but i think it's an opportunity to speak to the public is this your first time ever going to a courtroom like as far as as a defendant uh no i i've been a defendant in the past before moving to Keene. i've had uh one trial uh where i was the defendant and uh, you know i've also uh been an attempted prosecutor when the Keene police denied me a license to conceal let's come back with more here because we haven't even gotten to the part of the story where you got pepper sprayed as they were trying to take you away from this peaceful live for your die event and it's not because you were duking it out with the cops 855-450 free we'll find out what happened why you got pepper sprayed allegedly 855-450-3733 free talk live in every age a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press the internet now in a world sliding into financial chaos a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world it is called bitcoin bitcoin is a new form of money controlled not by banks governments or corporations but through mutual commerce between free individuals to learn more visit weusecoins.com This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. The number is 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Derek J. All right, so we'll continue with Derek J's uh, situation. He's getting ready for court tomorrow morning, and it should prove to be quite the media spectacle. Oh, it's uh, going to be a blast. We're going to get to the details on that here in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the Bitcoin. It is the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash that can be used anywhere in the world. 
It's completely decentralized. That's what peer-to-peer means. It means it's not some central company, some corporation or federal government or whatever issuing this currency. It is a completely decentralized thing. It's an open source currency, basically. And you can't even counterfeit this. It you can't be inflated, and you can buy them now with a credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is making it easy by offering physical Bitcoins, which are really neat. You can hold them in your hands. Normally, this is a digital currency. But, of course, they can be made digital at, uh, at any time. You can uh, go and get your own over at MemoryDealers.com. That's MemoryDealers.com. And if you haven't learned about the Bitcoin yet, take some time out and go to WeUseCoins.com to learn more about it and, and why it's such an interesting and exciting uh, device for uh, for money for the future. Uh, basically, it's like digital cash, uh, but without all the nasty government stuff attached to it. So it's very versatile and very useful and it can be completely anonymous as well, which is also very useful. So once again, go to WeUseCoins.com to learn more about the Bitcoin and then MemoryDealers.com to get yourself some. 855-450-FREE, the number. Uh, Derek J., uh, he is, uh, by the way, just launched his uh, brand new website, LiveFreeOrDance.com. Yep, you that's can go the there, one. see a lot of the videos that we, we've talked about Derek making over the, the last several weeks on the show. But also, if you go to LiveFreeOrDance.com slash court. That's correct. You will see basically a rundown of everything that has transpired uh, in your case thus far after you were arrested, uh, beginning with when you were arrested for the Live for Your Dance party you threw at uh, during the summertime at some point. You were arrested. I was in jail for this, so unfortunately I wasn't there. But you were arrested for trying to protect some audio equipment from being confiscated by the police, wrongfully confiscated. Uh, by the police. We finally got that back months later because they had to admit that it was, in fact, my equipment and you were legitimately protecting it, uh, which, you, by the way, are free to ask me about who owned the equipment uh, on the stand, if that would be of use uh, for you, because I know you're planning on calling all kinds of witnesses uh, tomorrow <laughs> at, uh, at your bench trial. And so they arrested you. They were charging you with obstruct, so-called obstructing government administration, the same charge I was charged with for standing in front of a police car over the summer of 2010. I ended up spending 60 days or 58 days in jail on a 90-day jail sentence on a 12-month sentence, what ten, uh, nine months of which were suspended. So whether you'll end up getting similar uh, – I guess similar punishments still remains to be seen. The trial is tomorrow morning. But you were also pepper sprayed on your way out to the the police car. You weren't <laughs> resisting. They didn't have to carry you away from this. So what did they what how did that come about? Okay, so that's right. Unlike many other activists, I chose not to go limp during this uh, activism. I decided to walk uh, with the police officer. I stood when I was asked to stand. I told him what was in my pockets. And they had and you in handcuffs at this point. That's right. And I was in handcuffs, being patted down. I was walked over to the police car. And then I was asked whether or not I would step into the police car. And since I was asked in the form of a question implying that I have a choice in the matter, I declined. Well, yeah, I'd rather go home. You can thank you, but no, I'll I'll pass on the ride. You can just let me go. I'll yep, go home. I don't mind that I'm in handcuffs. I don't mind that you you've you know just t- t- brought me to the ground and put your knee on my back and your hands on my shoulders. I would still rather go home than get into your police car. What I said mm. to the officer who was attempting to um, kidnap me was that I feel like I'm being kidnapped. So, no, I would rather not. I'm not going to step into the car. And he said, you step into the car, you're going to be pepper sprayed. And I said, I still don't want to step into your car. 
And so he starts shaking it up. And at this time, the other police officers, as if they had coordinated this, all head over to separate video cameras, which are documenting this event, and use their flashlights to put blind the lenses basically this was they're, one of the sneakiest their... tactics that i had ever seen and you know gotta hand it to them pretty smart on their part they must have heard it somewhere else um and it was just awful just oh, awful yes. what they were doing so he pepper sprayed me in the eyes and so he waited for them to blind the cameras then ran the pepper spray that's right uh it was still captured thanks to the Excellent photography work of people who were standing in Central Square as well as A still photographer got a really good shot of it, from what I understand. That's right. And so um, that picture has has posted its way around the internet. But yes, uh, I was pepper sprayed in the face for not getting into the police car. I was handcuffed at the time I was pepper sprayed. And then I was asked again... Will you step into the police car? This wow. is after I had been pepper sprayed. I still said no, of course. But at that point, I mean, I'm blind mm-hmm. and I have no energy. It's all zapped from my muscles. So he, Kopja, the officer who's arresting me, pretty much just taps me into the police car. Just a little nudge was enough to get me in there. Mm-hmm. But this man is twice my size. I don't know if it comes through on the radio, but I'm a smaller guy. You're and, about my size. Right. So. Yeah. This man could have easily lifted me up and Certainly just thrown me into the car. two of the car. police could have as well. I mean, there were multiple cops standing around, so there's no reason any of them couldn't have assisted him in putting you in that car. And just a moment ago, he, he didn't find it unusual to use the force he did to bring me to the ground. So if he's willing to bring me to the ground when I'm holding on to property, but... When I'm handcuffed and next to his police cruiser, he doesn't think it's reasonable to to use his hands to push me in. I, I thought that was absurd because and he, he refused, was just punishing me. He and was he really, refused to apologize to you, by the way. There's another video that uh, – I, is it posted over at uh, LiveFreeDance.com, his apology it, video? It sure is, yeah. He refused to apologize to you and you were asking very nicely and being very uh, you know courteous toward him when you, were to, uh, when you were speaking to him when you happened to encounter him on the street recently. And so it just makes him look like a real bad guy. Uh, but we're going to get back to more of your story about what's going to happen with court tomorrow. Alex is on the line in Tennessee, wants to share his thoughts. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live with Derek J. And Ian. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I have a uh, a little uh, an event coming up that uh, I've been chosen, that never happened to me before. I've been chosen for federal jury duty. Oh, wow. Federal jury well, duty. I'm chosen. I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to a selection tomorrow. You've and, been drafted. Uh, yeah, I've been drafted uh, to be taken out of my everyday life and be paid forty dollars a day. And <laughs> the, the forty a day? No, that's better than fifteen in some places. That's what they get. Anyway, yeah. Um, so you have to go to a selection process. Yes, I have to go through a selection process. I've never been through any. You know, I've had the local, uh, the local folks, you know, try and get me to come out before. But they're they're easy to get. You know, to get to go away. But the feds aren't quite so easy. So um, anyway, my uh, I, I've got an idea that either uh, I, I think the best way to get out of this is for me to uh, just dress up as a character from one of my favorite TV shows, maybe. So why would Which you want to get out the, of it? Uh, I mean, wouldn't you want to be on the jury so you can help someone potentially who maybe is being accused of someone a uh, crime, so called that didn't hurt anyone? Um, but <laughs> at the time, that it's going to put me in severe want. For my livelihood. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Like it's, it's a 
little, uh, it, it possibly could, you know, I'm, you know, I don't have a whole lot of financial security. Gotcha. So maybe, right. So it's interfering I, with I, work. I'm wrestling. Yeah, that, that did come to mind. But should I, you know, be in there and maybe, you know, this is some, a process where someone's going to try and probably hurt someone. There's a ch- chance. That, there's a, ch- there's a good chance. I mean, if it's a federal trial of some sort, there's a good chance it's going to be a drug crime. And yeah. because the federal prisons are filled with people, there's a majority of people in federal prisons are there for drug crimes, so-called yeah. crimes. Of course, there's no, not real well, crimes. Maybe, unless I'll they have re- a victim. maybe I'll rethink it a little bit. Uh, it was well, yeah, I mean, if you can get in there and use jury nullification, which is your right as a juror to vote your conscience in a case, uh, Derek Jay's not going to face a jury tomorrow. It's going to be a bench trial, but you can always appeal to a jury. And in that case, you know, if you can get the information to the jurors, in this case, you would have the information of what jury nullification is. In theory, one jury, can, one juror can completely derail uh, the prosecutor's plan. I mean, if, if if you vote not guilty and the rest of the jury votes guilty, it's a hung jury. And then they have to decide to try this gentleman again or lady again. That might be a better plan than me making a fool out of myself so they won't choose me. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying as far as trying to get out of the, the jury duty. Yeah, I know, man. It's It's got to be a real burden on folks that, you know, they get a job to show up to. They've got responsibilities they have to take care of. Usually, most most employers are are okay with uh, you know people going to jury duty, and I hope that you'll let us know what you end up deciding, Alex, because I'd I'd appreciate hearing more about your story as it develops. And I thank you for the call at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Like I get it, people want to get out of jury duty. It sucks going to court. It sucks being on a on a jury and dealing with those bureaucrats. But on the other hand, if you can save somebody from going to prison, it's worth the time, in my opinion. That's right. Thomas Jefferson has a great quote about it. There's more coming up here. Hour 2's next. Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Coming up, uh, we'll talk about how Ron Paul was booed last night at the debate that he attended. We've got the audio of it here. Uh, 855-450-3733. Tonight with you, it's Ian. And Derek J. And we'll also talk more about Derek J.'s plans to go to trial tomorrow for his uh, just horrible arrest by at the hands of the Keene Police Department over the summer for doing nothing that actually involved the victim but throwing a peaceful, quiet dance party in the, uh, the the town central square. We'll talk more about that as well. Chris, though, is on the line to start things out this hour in California. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Derek J. Hey, guys. Um, hey, Chris, what's on your mind? And give... Hello, can you hear me? Yep, yep. Go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, no, I just... Uh, two things. I wanted to to the show i think uh, i listen to you guys to the show pretty often and it's 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 really awesome well thanks um, i mean we're I've just we're doing our best here so what was on yeah, your mind tonight i've been thinking a lot i've been thinking a lot about you know sharing you know 
how to best, you know, share the message of liberty uh, with people. Because it's difficult sometimes as, you know, things get so, you know, bogged down in how the state takes more and more of our rights, you know, how to not sound like Alex Jones when we're talking to our neighbors. You mean you like know. a paranoid uh, talk show host? Well, I mean, no, I mean, just uh, everybody in general that's liberty minded when we're, you know, sharing the message about liberty, because it's a new message for a lot of people, ironically enough, how we cannot, you know, a lot of times we get mad and angry because it's so frustrating. I see. So you're talking about Sometimes the angry side anger, of things, because some right, people kind of go down this paranoid of kind of conspiracy theory road, and I don't, I wouldn't want to be that person either. Right. So I wouldn't want to be angry, and I wouldn't want to be a conspiracy theorist. So what was your suggestion? Right. No, I mean, so you know, I was, I just got a, a Ron Paul newsletter uh, from his campaign, and they said something really interesting. And I think most Americans, no matter what their political leanings are, uh, you know people realize that the country's going in the wrong direction. And in his newsletter, it said, um, referring to Rick Santorum, but I I thought it was really neat. They said, you know, if you're going, you know, 80 miles an hour and you're headed off a cliff, you go to 75 miles an hour when, and you know, when you get control of the car, or do you stop, you hit the brakes, and do you turn around? And I think if you kind of Always that kind of question to other people when considering Ron Paul. I think it might help people to consider Ron Paul in a different way and why his message is so opposite of the message of everybody else. Because I think a lot of people have the inclination of thinking he's crazy because his message is so radically different. Well, liberty can sound cuckoo because slavery is the new norm. But I'm glad you're focused on keeping a calm, cool head about you when talking about the ideas of liberty. That's really important. Well, I think I was discussing this on the way to uh, the activism we were doing in Concord today about how some people look at the ideas of liberty or more specifically the people like, for instance, in our families that might think things about, you know, they're crazy uh, moving to New Hampshire and it's cold there and they're getting active and doing disobedience. They're putting themselves in danger. And usually it usually people's reticence uh, to accept some of these ideas comes from fear. I mean, they they may acknowledge at some level that they agree with the ideas, but to actually put them into practice uh, would really take them a level of uh, courage that they just don't have. It's not to say they couldn't find that courage or develop that courage over time if they were exposed to the right people and they were encouraged to be more, uh, I, I guess, forward with their beliefs and, and actually take, take steps and, and do activism. But people are scared, and they're scared for good reason. I mean, the government's scary. They hurt people. They put people in cages. They bomb them. They, they shoot them. They torture them. Uh, so it, I don't blame people for wanting to cower. But unfortunately, it's because collectively most people are afraid is the reason why things just keep going the way they are, and the government just keeps getting away with whatever they're getting away with. Ron Paul, of course, is not going to solve these problems for people. He's maybe going to make right. the uh, the criminal gang a little bit better if he was able to be elected, and some would argue that would never be possible, uh, simply because the powers that be wouldn't allow it to happen with their electronic voting machines and such. But then again, that's more of a conspiracy kind of uh, realm. At least he'll make the solution a little more obvious to people by spreading the ideas of liberty and talking about self-ownership and uh, encouraging folks to get engaged in solving the problems in their own community by allowing that to happen, whereas previously uh, the tyrants who have ruled as presidents keep people from helping each other by uh, enforcing regulations on them. So anything else you want to share tonight, Chris? 
Well, yeah, actually, I had a question about, you know, some considerations about, you know, tactics as far as, you know, which way, you know, we should orient, you know, our liberty-minded principles um, in in the community. You know, for example, I know it sounds kind of odd, but in a way, I kind of still look at power as like a pyramid. And we who are at the bottom, I wonder how much, uh, you know, effect we have really in the grand scheme of things of keeping a lot of our activism at the bottom in our local communities. Like, I figure if you're going to take down power, it would have to be from the top down, naturally speaking, not from the bottom no, up. No, I don't understand so, how that would work. I, would, uh, I think that a lot of people have that idea of, well, we just need to change out the, the deck chairs on the Titanic. We need to elect new uh, officials and change things from the top. And I firmly disagree with that. Uh, if people change right. from the bottom, well, as I was saying, and they find courage yeah. and they refuse to obey and they refuse to pay, then the state has no more power right. at that point. They can they can put people in jail cells, but if uh, if people aren't paying for the jail cells, then how is that going to keep working out? If people aren't paying That's for the bombs true. and the guns, then how are they going to keep buying them? And if people are not obeying their ordinances and their regulations and their statutes, then how are they going to keep a grip on people and keep a grip on businessmen? If people are just saying no more, then they can't get away with it anymore. The the state only exists on people's consent. Uh, And as soon as people stop believing in it and stop obeying the people calling themselves the state, they have nothing left. So ultimately, all change comes from the ground up. It can't happen any way else. I would have to second that. How do you think is the best way of communicating that to somebody else who has absolutely no idea of the of you know non participation or non compliance? Well, Chris, uh, I can tell you, technically speaking, I think it's smart to move with other like minded individuals who will support you. But what I've learned from moving here to New Hampshire is that it's not about the federal government or global government. It's about the authority exercising power in one's own community. It's local. And so you can always relate to the people you're speaking with about whatever abuse of power is happening in your own community. Right. I mean, like rhetorically speaking, because a lot of, I think a lot of times people don't feel sympathy for the activists just because their you know their philosophy what, what they see is not what you see when they put the cuffs on and mm-hmm. sure sure there are people so, that, that are going know, to side with the state there are people that uh, that right. believe that the people calling themselves the state are correct and that the activists are wrong and that the state can do no wrong I mean those people do exist and if you come across those people and you can't persuade them to your side then you got to move along and find someone else who's more receptive to uh, the ideas and if, if what you're asking for is specific communication techniques uh, well I would recommend that you check out the advocates for self-government at the advocates.org it's a great organization that has multiple books and audio uh, CDs and mp3s and such that can help people become better communicators of the ideas of liberty but as good of a communicator as you are and and we all can get better i mean i've been practicing it for a decade of my life and i still know i need some work in some areas we can all get better but even if you're a very experienced communicator like maybe you're ron paul or harry brown or someone like that who's been doing this for decades mm-hmm. You're still going to come across people that are not going to come on board. They just, you know, they're they're stuck right. in their ways, and this is the, what they believe, and they believe in the state, and it's their religion. And darn it, you're not going to sway them away from it. I mean, this is essentially you are essentially basically getting people to turn into political atheists to some extent. I mean, for lack of a better term, because the state is mm-hmm. a crazy religion. It's a crazy, dangerous, ludicrous. 
uh, absolutely absurd religion where people do just silly and uh, and dangerous things to other human beings in the name of this this thing called the state, which is their god. And getting them to change their mind about God is a pretty difficult thing to do. So if you can't crack through them, well, don't worry about them. Plant whatever seeds you can. Agree with them in whatever areas you can. I think agreeing with people on something is usually a good way to get them to listen to something that you disagree with them on down the line. So find the areas of agreement, emphasize those, and then show them how principle applies to it and expand out from there. But if they don't want to listen, then find someone who will. And And if words don't work, use your actions. More coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Toll-free number for you to bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, no problem. We've got them there for you. Download as many as would make you happy. You can go all the way back to late 2006. It's all free at freetalklive.com. And by the way, maybe you might be a cigarette smoker looking to quit the habit. Well, Vaporsmiths can help you with that. And even if you aren't ready to quit, Vaporsmiths can help you anyway. Because as Derek J. found out, uh, Vaporsmiths is going to deliver the nicotine that you're looking for. But it's going to deliver it to you in a way that doesn't stink up your clothes. It doesn't stink up your mouth. It's not going to stink up your home. Uh, it is, it's so convenient. You don't have to go outside if you're at a restaurant or a business of some sort. You can just do it right it, wherever you are because it's not smoke. But yet it's nicotine delivered in a very similar fashion to a cigarette. It looks sort of like a cigarette except it has a blue LED on the end of it. So it's way cooler uh, than a cigarette in my opinion. And not only that, but it tastes better because you can get different flavors. Now, Derek J., you have Vaporsmith's uh, cigarette in your e-cigarette in your hands right now. What flavor is that? Is it cherry? This one is strawberry. Strawberry. A very popular flavor. Uh, I do like it. I like all of the flavors that I've tried. What's your favorite? I'm... I'm torn. Okay, mm. vanilla is delicious. Yes. It's like unbeatable, except by maybe clove. And it's a unique. I like the clove myself. I have to be in a different mood for one or the other, you know. And yeah. it's great that there are options like this. And they won't put holes in my clothes or something nice. if I drop them or just start a fire. Them. Yeah, they won't do that either. Right. I can just drop it in my pocket when I'm finished with it. Right, and and like you said, if your mood changes, you can change out the flavors. So if you're in a vanilla mood, then you can go that direction. And I I, I really like the vanilla. That might have been my favorite as well. You can go to Vaporsmiths.com, learn more about the e-cigarette there, and get yourself a free starter kit. I mean, what do you got to lose here uh, except more money smoking? If you switch over to Vaporsmiths, you're looking at saving $120 a month. If you're a, just a pack-a-day smoker, if you're smoking more than a pack-a-day, you're going to save even more than that. Uh, so you get your free start, a starter kit when you purchase 40 cartomizers or more. And a cartomizer is essentially, as I understand it, equivalent of a pack of cigarettes. 
So purchase 40 cautomizers or more, get a free standard starter kit, which includes two e-cigarettes in there. So you can always have one that's charged up. There's, you'll always have one at your beck and call if you need it. And, uh, and it's there for you. So, and by the way, you can use our code to get this free deal. The code is FTL. So when you're ready to check out, just punch that code in over at Vaporsmiths.com. And as a bonus, you'll get free shipping on all orders over 60 bucks. So free e-cigarettes. Just buy 40 cartomizers at least. You can, all, you can always buy more than 40 if you'd like as well. And it's 855-2-GET-VAPOR. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or Vaporsmiths.com. So we uh, started the show out talking about your experience, Derek J., in being arrested at uh, Keene's Central Square. It's kind of a, a go-to location for all manner of activism here in the Keene area where we do this show in New Hampshire. And you were there throwing a dance party. They came out. They didn't. The cops didn't like that very much. They threatened you. You didn't want to give up the equipment. They took the equipment from you. You were arrested in this process for trying to protect Equipment that wasn't yours, it was mine, and you were trying to keep it safe from the, the criminals that were trying to take it uh, and, and were interested in kidnapping you as well. They did kidnap you. They pepper sprayed you, even though you were being completely peaceful. And now this is going to trial in a, what they call a bench trial. That's where it's just a judge, man in the robe, uh, sits in front of this. There's no jury, at least not at this point, although you can get a jury later in New Hampshire when you finish a bench trial and you're not happy with the results. You can then just do what they call a de novo uh, jury trial, meaning they're starting from the beginning. It's all fresh, basically, and they're going to do a jury. And I believe you're facing three Class A misdemeanors in this case, including disorderly conduct. Was it resisting disorder? arrest. Resisting uh, well, arrest. Well, no, it was not disorderly conduct. It was it obstructing, was obstructing government, government, administration. government administration. Then resisting arrest uh, when I expressed my desire not to assist in my own kidnapping mm-hmm. by stepping into the cop car. And then third and finally, even when I was in a cell... I was charged with a crime, which is refusing to process. So wait, there's three charges or four? These is three. Okay. Three tomorrow. And then following the trial, immediately following the trial, there will be a hearing held on whether or not there will be another trial immediately following for my Give Peace a Chance Oh, wow. So this could be a doubleheader. This could be a doubleheader. And uh, the outcome... So you're prepared for both trials tomorrow. I I have to be, because not only... Uh, could I be put in a cage tomorrow and yep. then have no time to prepare for my next trial? Um, but I, it very well may happen tomorrow. So I may have two trials tomorrow. And the other one is a Class A uh, possession of marijuana. Is that right? Or controlled substance? That's right. And then another Class A, which is a violation of my bail conditions. So five uh, mis- misdemeanors. Well, I'm counting four, really, because they didn't specify what resisting is. That, or uh, Not what uh, resisting is, excuse me, but uh, refusing to process. Wow. Which may be You're just a violation. You're looking at years in jail. I mean, basically... Oh, yeah. For oh, yeah. quietly and peacefully having a small dance party at Central Square and, in another instance, smoking a little bit of uh, plant material. Which I didn't smoke. Which you never uh, actually got a chance to smoke it because they arrested you first. Right, right. It was taken from my hands. And I actually got discovery back about that just a few days ago. And it was weighed in the laboratory. Get this. Zero point one one gram. Incredible. So all this time and energy wasted by the um, state uh, spending your tax dollars trying to prosecute a peaceful person like me. Now, you must be aware that you're not the first person to do uh, marijuana civil disobedience, That's right. right. I uh, was inspired great, enormously by uh, the work of Andrew Carroll. Excellent. I was going to make sure you had seen that video. And folks who haven't can go to freekeen.com, search for Andrew Carroll, maybe look for pot at the same time, and you'll be able to fi- probably be able to find this. It's a fairly old video at this point. Where I just he- searched weed 
weed trial. Weed and trial. that'll come up on YouTube. Really? Yeah, it's Excellent. the first first one I found. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so there's a video originally where he was arrested. I, I, have you seen that one? I have, yeah. He goes out, uh, it's in the middle of the wintertime. You did it in the summer. He goes out uh, in the wintertime with... Uh, just a bud of marijuana that he held out in his hand in, in a public place, and he'd announced in advance he was going to do this. He goes out, he holds the bud of marijuana, and he kind of makes a speech about it and, and quotes some folks. And he had a good little presentation and basically kind of hung around for a while because the police weren't there. And then 20 minutes later, as we were maybe thinking about leaving because nothing had happened, the police show up and put him under arrest, and he went to trial. And again, the trial video is uh, is available. But... I think he ended up being convicted and sentenced to a bunch, hundreds of dollars in fines. Four hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, that's right. That's ironically <laughs> enough. You think they did that on purpose? I don't think so because uh, I bet they, they did. Yeah. Well, I, who knows? But it was, to my knowledge, the first act of civil disobedience which was ever live streamed to the internet. Which was very exciting. Yeah, that's true. Thanks to uh, Coconut over at the uh, Sharing Society forums. So he uh, went, ended up walking to jail. I don't know if you remember that part of the story. He, when he was turning himself into the jail for his 13-day sentence, because in New Hampshire you can sit off a fine, basically. So if you got a 400 something dollar fine, you can sit in at 50 bucks a day and sit in the jail cell. So that's what he was doing. And he actually ended up walking out uh, from Keene to, at this time the jail was in the next town over, uh, he walked, walked all the way to this other town. And if you're in a car, it's a 20-minute drive. So uh, it was a quite a hefty, hefty walk. And he had a nice crew of people out there supporting him. And it was really neat, the whole thing. So now it's all happening again with Derek J going to trial for another marijuana possession in public uh, event here at 855-453. And this coming just days after nurse Patricia Smith has been sentenced to prison by the Supreme Court for growing marijuana up here in New Hampshire. The drug war is going strong. There's not much living free happening here yet. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number is 855-453, and that number is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections in the new year, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner right at the top of freetalklive.com. Again, that's SACL CAI. Derek J., you had mentioned uh, earlier there was a quote from Thomas Jefferson you wanted to uh, share regards to jury duty. Do You, you don't have that no, handy I, anymore? I, I don't have it handy can you paraphrase anymore. It? Uh, it was that the jury is the last check and balance of the tyrannical government to hold it to the principles of the constitution that sounds good to me yeah i i think it was important uh that jefferson uh specifically stated that 
It's about holding the agents of the state accountable to the principles of the Constitution and not to the Constitution itself. Um, being a, a framer in that, it seems like he realized that uh, the government would get out of control and wouldn't stick to that little piece of paper, which n- no one except for him and a couple of his buddies signed. So, yeah. And if the jury actually held to their consciences, then we'd have a whole lot less government, I think, now than we do. But unfortunately, juries have been brainwashed and lied to over the years. And so when they end up sitting in the jury box, they're told lies by the the people in the judiciary. They're told that they have to come up with a unanimous verdict, which is not true. Uh, they can be a hung jury, but they're not told that. They're not told that that's okay. Uh, they can do they can do that, but they don't. They don't because they don't know any better. They've been again just lied to blatantly by these government guys. They don't tell them that they can use their conscience. They tell them they have to judge the law itself and none of you know just only the facts in the in the case, not how they feel, not what their conscience is telling them. That's and right. Because of that, people suppress their urge to do what they feel is right and end up putting innocent, peaceful people in jail cells, and that's why talking about jury nullification is so important. Now, you won't be able to do that tomorrow at your trial because it's a bench trial. You will be facing several misdemeanor charges, and you've got an interesting plan as far as what you want to do uh, for your trial. You mentioned earlier that you're going to be calling a whole lot of witnesses. Uh, you're going to be calling me up there, even though I'm not even going to, even though I wasn't at the event as a character witness. And uh, you've got a lot of other folks you're, you're going to be talking to. This is going to be a, it sounds like it's going to be a lengthy occasion. Oh, it's going to take a long time. And that's the way I want it. I'm considering this a stage performance. Yes. And I am performing for the cameras. And there will be a camera there. There will be more than one. There's going to be a camera facing just the judge, a camera facing just the witnesses, and an establishing camera. You think so? Oh, yeah. I've already had it lined up. So we, we know who's going to be filming there. Uh, one of the other co hosts, Nemi. optimistic. I hope that, uh, that you are allowed to do that <laughs> well because normally the man in the robe only wants one camera in the courtroom uh oh so, well i hadn't considered that that would be the case but yeah. it very well may be they you should be able to have the mo- multiple operators in the multiple locations i mean there are certainly more than one permanently installed camera in the ceiling of that courtroom the courtroom we're talking about is the same room it's actually here in Keene. Keene's a small t- i mean it's it's not really a city it's right. a big town, and but it's it's technically called a city like by political designation, and so the court in this case, there's two courts, and the one that you're going to, district court, rents the room from the city, so it's actually just a city hall room where it's the same room where the city council meets. So court ends at four o'clock in the afternoon, then it's open to the public basically at that point, and uh, they have meetings there. Well, so they for these city council meetings, they've installed. A permanent robotic camera setup in that room. With multiple cameras that right. capture all sorts of different angles, and they can use these for court as well. In theory, they can use them for court. However, it's never been used for that purpose. The room is essentially wired up for that, you know, for professional broadcast purposes because the, the local cable access channel broadcasts the c- city council meetings. And so the cable access channel, of which I was on the board for several years, uh, decided that they wanted to spend the money to make it so that they could automate this as much as possible rather than having to get a – if you ever dealt with volunteers, sometimes it can be a challenge. And so rather than having to to bring volunteer crew in every city, city council meeting, bring all the cameras in, bring all the equipment down and have all that stuff set up every single you know two weeks or whenever they have these meetings – 
and have all that crew in there. They made it so this permanently mounted cameras are there at all times. There's just one operator that they need to bring in now, and it's, it's made it to a much more streamlined situation. I don't know if anyone has yet used that camera setup for their trial, but it sure would be great for someone to to utilize that uh, that you know those cameras because the, the, the court there. would freak out about it. They they've never had that many cameras in there, and it wouldn't add any burden to the court because no one's standing in anyone's way. You're not obstructing anything. Because the idea of not having too many cameras in there is it could get cluttered. They don't want cameras no. running back and forth, charging batteries. And I stuff don't care like that. what they say about there being distractions. The freedom of the press has to stand, and for one person to fill out a request and have it approved, and for the next person to fill out a request to film and have it denied is absurd because there can be multiple news agencies covering the same trial and who's to say that one is going to share with another who is the judge to deny one person freedom of the press and grant it to another it's absurd and arbitrary and i pray that that will not be the case tomorrow now you've got several motions you're going to file i believe tomorrow morning with the court prior to the trial yes and some of them are similar to motions you have filed previously in other courts the last time was when i went to concord for something some hearing of some sort you came with me and you filed a motion among others a motion to wear sunglasses in court as well as your hat uh, am I correct about that? Yep. Those are motions I have filed in the past. That I've posted them online so you can see them at livefreerdance.com. Uh, that they really happen. Is, is, is that slash court or well, not? Well, at livefreerdance.com, you can see a link to the court section, and gotcha. that's got all the court stuff. If you just want a shortcut, it's slash court. But okay. um, yeah, it's got the documents that I received when I was in Concord uh, by the judge who approved my motion to. It was approved, which was shocking sunglasses. to me. You were you. This man in the robe actually allowed you uh, to, you know, by motion to wear sunglasses and a hat in his courtroom. Now I don't know if that's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to see because this judge uh, Burke here in Keene has kind of been known as a little tyrant when it comes to people wearing hats in his courtroom. He's arrested multiple. Multiple people for wearing hats. He's arrested a man for putting a hoodie up. He's arrested mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, it's all kinds of crazy stuff that's gone on in this courtroom. And this is going to be your, your first time going to a trial under this guy. My first time at trial, I was arrested right out the gate for not sitting down fast enough. That's but right. I have a feeling that was because he was upset at me for basically talking out of turn during my arraignment and kind of stepping out of line in a way at the arraignment. So he wanted to punish me and uh, and teach me a lesson for that. Shame so, on you. But you're coming to court with, with you know, pre-written motions. You're, you're going to really be approaching this in a kind of an unusual professional manner. I already have. I have a laundry list of motions that I've already filed, uh, some of which have been granted. One that's notable is my motion for a motion, which was granted. <laughs> Wait, uh, really? Yeah. He granted that? Oh, uh, Lane, it appears. Uh, the oh, judge so it's a different Lane. judge. Uh, I, I'm really not aware, so I'll have to show oh, you the... Oh, you may not it's have online. It's online, so you can check, and I'll, I'll check momentarily, but yes, that, that was approved, and he wrote a little note about, like, but proper cor- decorum must be recognized by all parties. Well, you now, know, the reason like, you wrote this one was because during my trial, when I got sent to jail for a couple months, the man in the robe there, and this was at a different courtroom, this is a the superior In superior court, court right, Judge the, Arnold. Right, this man said to the audience... That you may not show emotion at any point throughout the trial. No exaggeration, those were his words. You may not even no show applause, facial expressions. No facial change, no emo, no any, in any way visualization or manifestation of emotion. 
was allowed. He not only that, he also prohibited people from wearing shirts with messages on them. So, for instance, Rich Paul was there, one of the activists who no relation, happened to be wearing a Ron Paul shirt and was forced to either leave or turn his shirt inside out. That's right. And another person was wearing a Rosa Parks shirt and was asked to put it inside out. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Just because he was promoting civil disobedience. You never know what to expect out of this. uh, But if you're going to have Judge Lane, you may have a better time in court tomorrow than than you were expecting. He's much more easier going than, uh, than Burke is. We'll find out more about what happens tomorrow, and if Derek is out, maybe we'll hear from you then. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of these airwaves at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Ian here tonight. And Derek J. And we've been talking in detail about uh, Derek J.'s current pending legal uh, situations where uh, he was arrested for throwing a, a quiet, peaceful dance party at Central Square and pepper sprayed as he was peacefully questioning the uh, the officer's question, a request that he get in the police car instead of an order or demand, uh, facing several misdemeanor charges from that, also facing misdemeanor charge uh, in a possession, marijuana possession case as well. We were just talking about some of the motions you filed for the court, uh, court cases tomorrow that you're going to be having tomorrow morning in Keene, New Hampshire. And one of them was a motion for emotion, which uh, is in relation to the fact that you knew that another judge in one of these courts had banned people from expressing any emotion in his courtroom, which seems really outrageous. And But yet he got away with it because he's a little tyrant and people are afraid. And so he got away with banning people from expressing emotion. But you filed a motion for emotion, which basically said what? I wanted to be sure that... As the defendant, I would be able to use my emotion uh, to help make my case because I feel like it's a it's a vital part. Well, why don't I just read an excerpt from you from mm-hmm. it here? Um, I said that being aware that uh, Judge Arnold had banned emotion previously, I pray that this court will accept that this is the most basic expression of human existence, and it is natural and indeed plays a vital role in the presentation of evidence. Uh, In addition, expressing evidence before the court, coupled with reason and sound argumentation, is simply an unavoidable part of a peaceful dispute resolution among humans and so that's uh it was neither granted nor right you thought it was you thought it was approved we've we've actually reviewed the actual uh returned paper from the court here and this just goes to show that when you think you know the system they throw they can throw a curveball at you anytime that if you think that there are rules that apply to this system you are shown that the rules can be whatever they want them to be because i have never In my years of attending trials, I mean, I've been going to these trials and recording them and putting those recordings online for for half a decade now, and I've never seen a motion where a judge wrote on the form where there's two checkboxes, one says motion denied, one says motion granted, he's drawn an arrow, a double arrow between the two, and the word... Neither. Neither. (laughs) <laughs> it's totally absurd. Another one that I thought was interesting is that I motioned the judge to recuse himself because mm. I would find it impossible for any adjudicator to uh, judge one case with the same defendant right after another case mm. and not have a bias one way or another. I mean, if I was found guilty in the first trial, then how could the same judge have a totally n- 
fresh view of the next crime uh, being alleged. Apparently he believes he can and because he denied that motion and didn't bother to explain himself. No. He had no explanation, just denied and then a little chicken scratch signature. Now, you should be able to ask him for an explanation prior to starting the trial. You should be able to talk to... And by the way, we were, you were also incorrect on the judge. It was uh, It is going to be Burke, it, it appears. So uh, the, the bad judge in town will be a, in, in charge of the trial. But you should be able to get him to explain explain to you prior to starting your trial before we begin i have a couple questions on some of these motions that i got back from you why did you rule this way on this motion and you should be able to get him to give some sort of an explanation on that if it's you're all about the video yeah so i am interested in getting some answers i don't expect to get some answers but i do want to hold their feet to the fire right. when you know they've threatened me with guns if i don't appear at this place well i'm gonna make it my stage you know what? Since we're talking about courts, it's worth bringing up the jurisdictionary. If you've ever been the victim of injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are too expensive, and I don't blame you, they are, jurisdictionary.com is the course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with information on how to use the court's rules, and until you know their rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts and costs less than an hour with any good attorney. Their four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit their website at Jurisdictionary.com, where you can grab free tips and tactics newsletters weekly, uh, free legal dictionary, free videos, and, of course, buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Use their pull-down menu when you check out to let them know you heard about it from Free Talk Live. That's Jurisdictionary.com. Now, you've got potentially two trials tomorrow. We've talked in detail about That's the how Live they were Free Your Dance. Right? Yeah. Live slash court is where you can get a lot of the documentation and the information and videos on Derek's arrest at uh, Central Square for throwing the dance party. But then also, there was another event, like, a, what, a week later? It didn't seem like it was that long after, where you were arrested in Central Square again, this time for sitting down next to a police officer and, and preparing to enjoy a bowl of marijuana. That's right. I... I was just simply sitting in the park. The police officer came and sat next to me. Uh, I had had some lovely conversations with law enforcement um, preceding this event where I had made verbal contracts with various police officers in the vicinity that I wouldn't put my hands on them and they wouldn't put their hands on me as strangers. We just thought that was the appropriate protocol to follow and uh, that many agreed and agreed on video Mm. that that would be the... uh, they broke their agreement. They sure did. Because, uh, but what the one of the women, uh, one of the women who uh, was supposedly one of the arresting officers, did keep her agreement for a little while. You'll see in the video that she actually doesn't put her hands on me. She has some uh, emotion in her face that hmm. it's easy to read. She's having a difficult time with. Well, how do I? I told get him this, him? but yeah. now I'm being told this by my superiors. Now, this this video, is this also on liveforyourdance.com slash court? It, it sure is. Okay. Because liveforyourdance.com is your blog site. It's not just a specific site just for this court trial. This is your blog site. Right. So if anyone has any questions about the videos that I'm in or I'm producing or the court cases that are upcoming, you know, there are things that I haven't mentioned on FTL that are uh, coming up and they're featured on liveforyourdance.com slash court. All right. So you may go to trial in the marijuana possession charge tomorrow, but maybe not. There's a hearing as to whether or not that should go forth tomorrow. You're prepared for the trial. Right. So what did you want to share with the audience about that? Well, the only thing I wanted to share was that the court had initially scheduled two of these trials back to back. It was going to be the same judge, two different trials, Mm -hmm. 
uh, one right after the other. The state has motioned for a continuance because they apparently didn't have their information back from the lab. The Which testing. is interesting. I mean, it's been months. Right. But in discovery, I did receive those lab results. So it seems like so wait, the state will you know. You got the, the lab results, but the state saying they didn't? Well, they filed the motion to continue, and then shortly thereafter, the I received the results in my discovery. Ah, and so gotcha. I'm uncertain when uh, the whole time frame happened, but it seems like the state will no longer be wishing to continue. So it looks like after the Live Free or Dance trial mm-hmm. tomorrow, there will be a hearing where the state says, never mind, we don't want to continue. We would like to take care of this case right now. So, And it, you would prefer to put it off? I would prefer, if I am free, if I am free to walk out and adequately prepare for my next trial, I would like more time to do that. If I'm going to be in a cage while I'm awaiting this next trial, I would prefer to take care of it right away. Well, so you're going to have to play that by ear then to some extent. But I think that one thing you can generally count on, since this is district court, you will probably have the opportunity to appeal and appeal to a jury because these are Class A misdemeanors. You're facing jail time tomorrow, and because of that, you have the so-called right to a jury trial. And usually, every time I've ever seen it happen, this particular judge has allowed people to opt into an appeal. He then gives you 30 days in which to file the appeal. And presuming you file within that 30-day window, then the other court will take the case, and they'll schedule a hearing, and it'll be out of the district court's hands. And so... You should be able to avoid jail tomorrow unless you're arrested for contempt of court for some reason. You should be able to appeal everything and then jump it all to a jury trial and then wait however long it's going to be to the jury trial. I want to get this in front of a jury right away. I know that a jury will not convict me if presented with the video evidence that I I've hope already you're right. submitted. I hope you could be the first activist up here who is actually found not guilty on all counts by a jury. Because that's that's far, what I'm that, aiming for. Thus far, that has not happened. In Weeda Claus's trial, he was found guilty of a misdemeanor uh, weed possession uh, tr- charge instead of a felony growing charge. So he, the jury brought it down. They didn't fully nullify it, however. In my trial, I was found not guilty on resisting, but found guilty of obstructing government administration. So I only got halfway there. Bob Constantine got, you know, sort of halfway there. Pete Nadamo won their trial on felony wiretapping charges, but that was in Massachusetts. So it doesn't really count for the the shire movement but i do think that the message has been clear throughout the cases which you've mentioned in any of them when there's video there's a better likelihood of being found not guilty it's true and so you had some video when you were uh um standing in front of a cop car and the jury got to see that Pete and Ademo had tons of video that they were able to show the jury, which uh, really took the authority away from the police officers who were lying on the stand about the wiretapping charges and showed what really happened. So we're going to give you a more recap on what actually happens at the trial tomorrow. Derek J., you're going to stick with us for the remainder of the show, as you always will. One hour remains. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts about whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. Coming up, the audio of Ron Paul being booed at the debate in South Carolina last night. Just absolutely awful. And whatever you want to talk about goes. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck. 
at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. And this is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. And Derek J. And Mark joining us here for the remainder of the program, getting back from his, uh, his occasional fireman's, uh, volunteer fireman meeting here. Uh, Mark, for just to bring you up to speed, we've been talking in detail tonight about Derek J.'s trials. He'll be attending tomorrow. Uh, where he's facing multiple misdemeanor charges up to uh, several years in jail, uh, potentially for the dastardly crime, uh, crimes, allegedly, of going to the park and throwing a nice, quiet, peaceful dance party and uh, you know, not being repentant about it, basically, and completely bowing down to the man in the uniform who the one tried thing to stop I'd you. The like, one I'd like to say about this is I was at that particular event, and the i you know we say it's a dance party but i was standing maybe 30 feet away from the pavilion thing where the the music was being played and i literally didn't hear it it was uh, it was it was just yeah. very very quiet we pointed this out and uh, so he's facing these charges tomorrow i know i'm going to be there to to see this happen there's a professional camera crew in town that's shooting some footage uh they were in here earlier mark and uh, they are probably going to be there i believe shooting the whole thing so that'll be good to be finally a day off for me as far as recording videos in the in the court. I, it seems like I've been recording almost all of them, uh, so that'll be nice for me. I'll just get to uh, to watch and be a witness. And uh, so that's going on tomorrow. We'll inform you as to more about what happens uh, tomorrow on tomorrow night's program, whether or not you're here for it. Derek J, uh, you know, certainly Nemi's going to be here tomorrow, and she'll likely be out there to observe as well. She'll as, be taking some footage tomorrow as so the Shire Free Press. Yeah. yeah, so she'll be able to report on that for you. Uh, so let's move to different things. There are other items in the news that are worth discussing. One that's worth maybe a slight mention just simply because it was a huge waste of my time today uh, was I attempted to you know, do the right thing and go work in the system. And try to change it from the inside. Why, there's, why, why? There's, uh, you know, was, I was asked to. And so, I, you know, I, I don't mind helping people who are looking for assistance. And so I did. Well, it sounded like it would be a good idea. Wasn't this an attempt uh, for the public to address the agents of the state regarding right, a certain law? Right, it was a public law? hearing on some sort of a uh, a law that would allegedly make it so, excuse me, it would be a proposal to amend the Constitution in New Hampshire, which would then have to be voted on in order to get in. But if it were, if it were instituted, it would essentially make it so the courts, uh, the administrator, like the Supreme Court, would not be able to make rules for the court system without the approval of the legislature. So, like, right now they can just make rules, and that's just what they do. But they would have to go to the legislature for any rules changes, which would make it more difficult, in theory, for them uh, to make rules. Of course, as uh, as I've seen plenty of times, usually whatever the police department recommends goes through. So how more, how much more difficult it would be for them, I don't know. But I was willing to come and talk to them about how bad their courts are and uh, what you know how abusive they are to the media and other peaceful human beings, as we discussed quite a bit a moment ago with them banning people from wearing T-shirts, banning people from expressing emotion in the courtroom and all kinds of other – banning the media as yeah, well. Yeah, banning cameras. All kinds of crazy stuff uh, is going on here. So it was my intention to talk to these folks just for a few minutes about this uh, during this ostensibly public hearing. 
So we showed up pretty much on time, maybe like five minutes into the hearing uh, after we'd parked and, and gotten in there. About four of us had come from uh, from Keene, and some of the folks had come from Grafton as well. Uh, so people from pretty far out uh, regions came out to this meeting. I mean, they obviously thought it was an important issue that they were going to dedicate, you know, a good portion of their day to this. I mean, time, we, gas, money, all right. of it. We left at ten in the morning and didn't get back until you know, four in the afternoon, and it was a total waste of time. Because now, why what, do you say that? What happened was we showed up. There was somebody who was testifying already, and this person, uh, the first person who was testifying was like the general counsel, like the lawyer for the Supreme Court, essentially, was uh, was testifying. And he was saying that, uh, well, you know, we, we just can't have this uh, this new rule. Look, this is not necessary. The court doesn't make law from the bench. We're, we only make rules, and these rules only have to do when you need to turn motions in, and like this rule, you know, these kinds of rules is what he was explaining the sorts of rules, which of course Malarkey. is a total lie. It's a total lie. The the courts are absolutely making the law because the, all the judge has to say is you can't do this, like have media devices on the courthouse grounds, and the men with the guns calling themselves the security will just do whatever it is that they're told. So yeah, they are making laws, and they're overriding laws too, like the Constitution, which has the right to uh, press freedom shall be invaluably preserved well they're not preserving it within the courthouses and they're just throwing it right in your face that they're not preserving it but no one cares so i was planning on addressing what that man was i made a note and i was like all right i'm gonna address what he's saying i'm gonna call him out as a liar and uh and then you know some other guy got up who was the sponsor of the bill and he had something nice to say like he was the sponsor of this bill so obviously he was in favor of it and he was pointing out that among some of the problems with the court system in New Hampshire is Rule 1.2 or something like that, which is like the first rule of the courts, is that there are no rules. So like they have pages and pages of rules, which of course apply to you at all times as somebody who's going to be in the courtroom. But to them, their first rule is we can waive the rules anytime we want to. In the interest of justice, to be right. sure. Right. By justice, they mean the guys uh, in, in the robes. I mean, whatever's convenient for them. Exactly right. And so he pointed this out to the panel, and that was good that he brought that up. I was glad to see that happen. And then after he got up and uh, spoke, another government bureaucrat gets up, one of the judges from the Supreme Court, coming on his own capacity to, to speak about this. And he you know, blathered on for, uh, for a little while about it and kind of took a middling position on it, uh, wasn't entirely for it, wasn't entirely against it, uh, had his own proposal, etc. And then they decided that that was it. That was all we're going to hear for now. We'll reschedule this uh, event because we have other things to do today uh, that are in this what? room, and we have to go over to something else in the state house. So you all can come back here at oh, let's do four thirty. So it's noon. We're you know, I've got things to do in my life. I don't have them in Concord to do in my life. So I'm not going to, you know, screw around for four and a half hours waiting so I can have an opportunity to speak to these people. That is amazing. And I don't even know had I waited, I don't even know if I still would have been allowed to speak because I know there were at least a handful of other people who wanted to speak. So what if I were to come back at 430 after killing an entire day uh, waiting around in Concord? What if I were to come back at 430 and then... Sit and wait as uh, three more people speak, four more people speak, five more people speak, and then, oh, 
it's five o'clock. Well, so sorry. We've got to go home now. I mean, I don't know if they stay late at these things. I don't honestly, I don't know. But uh, sure, and run it off to tomorrow if they feel like it. Right. It's absolutely true that being there and testifying in front of them is the most effective way to get, uh, you know, to get what you want. Not that I it's terribly it, effective, but. At the same time, it's tough, man. I mean, I I get it. You're driving there. It's an hour and a half up there, or at least at least, at least an, hour. an hour. From my house, it's an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're parking there. You've got to pay for parking. Yep. You you got to figure out what to do. You know, I don't know about you know if you have any kind of special diet. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, you can't just go to a restaurant and you know it's just a it's a pain. It's in a the day. Butt. You've got to you've got to set a whole day aside. And I was you know I needed a nap before the show today. Because I was up late and I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, and I'm just not going to spend my whole day sitting around. What would I do for four and a half hours? I mean, I, I have my laptop with me, but I didn't have a charger, and it, it was already being used for some other purposes by some other folks. So, like, and I and I had ridden up with somebody else who also has a schedule and things to do. I can't impose a, even if I really wanted to stay, which I didn't. But even if I really wanted to stay, I still wouldn't have been able to because that other person had driven me there. And it's just so it's I so thought- unwieldy, so inconvenient, so absurd, so arbitrary. And this was a perfect example for me of why people don't get involved in this crap. When we walked in this room, there was maybe a handful of people. There's only 10 seats in which people can sit because sure. they, they know nobody comes to these things. And so there's a handful of one lady's there taking notes. There's a couple old they people. They certainly sitting don't want to ba- welcome more. Right. There's a couple old people sitting in the back. And we come in. There are three of us that come in and sit down. Then later, some folks from Grafton arrived and like three or so people from Grafton come in. The majority of the audience, the small audience, were all free staters. All Free State Project members, people who are activists who came here for liberty, and not one of them had the opportunity to speak because they always take the bureaucrats first. Wow. This raises all kinds of questions for me about the effectiveness of inside the system activism. It's it's really frustrating. If you want to be effective at it, you really have to live in the state capital in order for it to be in any way, shape, or form convenient to you. Yeah, but it would have been one thing if I could go home for four hours and then come back. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And Derek J. And don't forget, again, freetalklive.com. The features there are free. We've got a lot of stuff. In fact, you get to control the content of the site. If you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share it with the listeners of this program, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website and be promoted for more people to see. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. You know, for your family, you've got Fire insurance, life insurance, car insurance, uh, health insurance, all the insurance that you need except for food 
insurance. And uh, actually, a caller called in and suggested it might be called Assurance, since you have it on site. WiseFoodStorage.com. Uh, it allows you to have food on site in case of a disaster, you know, whether it's a um, you know food shortages, natural disasters. You know, it could be just inflation. I mean, food's going to cost more in a year or two than it does now, um, whether you, you could be unemployed. And, you know, having the food on site is a great way to make sure that your family's protected in some kind of uh, destabilizing event. WiseFoodStorage.com has a, a bunch of different options. They all are very tasty. Cheese lasagna, savory stroganoff, just to name a couple. They're in individual metal mylar pouches that carry a 25-year shelf life. All you have to do is add water. You can take them out and cook them um, you know, otherwise, but uh, you know, in, a, in a crisis, you can just add water and uh, go. You need to try it out. Get a free entree sample. Go to wisefoodstorage.com right there at the top of the page. You can click for a free entree sample, fill it out, um, and you know, get, they'll get your information. They'll send you one. For a limited time, you can also use uh, promo code FTL to get no-cost shipping on any order. When you get that free entree sample, there's a pull-down menu. Just mentioned Free Talk Live, and that it says Radio Free Talk Live there, and uh, along with a bunch of other radio shows. Make sure you get Free Talk Live. It's wisefoodstorage.com, or you can just call 855-FOODWISE. It's 855-FOODWISE. Promo code FTL for free sample, free shipping on any order. Peace of mind, the greatest gift you can give the ones you love. So I was determined today to not completely waste my day in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, as I was explaining in the last segment, uh, we went up there today. Some of us went up there today to testify at a hearing, which they ended up uh, basically postponing after 30 minutes, after only a couple bureaucrats were allowed to speak and said, ah, come back at 4.30 at noon. And, of course, I had better things to be doing, so I decided I wasn't going to come back. But you know, I'd already gone all the way up to Concord, so I figured let's make the most out of the day. This is Concord. We're not up. We're not up here a whole lot, and so seems like a good opportunity to go and visit the New Hampshire Drug Task Force. Wow! Yeah, which is this is where they're they're based out of. I mean, it's the state capital, so they've got an office there, and I believe the office is the uh, the Ju- the Justice Department building, which is an old bank. It's right next door to the Legislative Office building where we were, so it was real convenient just to walk quick walk across the street and a demo was there from copblock.org so we both decided to go over there as uh, some other folks are meeting uh, about something else so we went over and uh, of course a demo is is you know he's in the, involved in this system they're coming after him for chalking charges and you know we, we've dealt with the, the drug task force before when we busted one of their agents trying to make a drug bust uh we did a you know, basically happened to stumble across one of their undercover cops and we knew who he was from a prior trial that he'd attended and testified at we outed him and if you i don't know what you need to search for but look for look for charles newton over at freekeen.com and you'll find the video of us busting this cop so we wanted to go and see if maybe charles was working today and uh, see if he wanted to uh, to talk to us on camera and maybe just talk to them about some other accountability issues and and other things like that maybe ask for a list of all their undercover officers and you know contact information stuff like that what whatever kind of info we could get out of I'm them, sure so. you're going to get that so yeah probably not but we figured we'd go and talk to them and, and see what happened and uh, basically, they love visits. They just love visits. They did. Uh, no, well, actually, no. They can't stand it there. Uh, in fact, it, it's what happened was very similar to what happened to me the last time I went to this building. I had gone there previously with a different uh, activist and basically did the same thing. Wanted to talk to one of their bureaucrats on camera, ask him some questions. They called out one of their bureaucrats. No, this was the last time I was there. His name was Dick Tracy. Yes, <laughs> he's an investigator. 
for the police, the Justice Department, named Dick Tracy. He comes out, and he immediately sees the camera, and he's like, well, I don't want to talk on camera. And I said, well, who can talk on camera? And it's like, I got I to gotta go. And he leaves, and uh, you know, I don't want to talk on camera. And he leaves. And then the weird thing, before we were able to leave, Dick comes back out, and I have yet to really determine what his intention was. It's like he was trying again or something to try to get me to stop recording. He comes back out from the secured area, and he once again attempts to get me to turn off the camera. I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Is this the butterball trick where he just comes up to the camera and just tells you that he doesn't want to be on camera? It wasn't as bad as uh, as butterball. You're talking about a recent video that uh, was posted to freekeen.com with the school principal uh, being very rude in front of a camera. But no, he comes, he, he pops back out, does the same exact thing, and then turns around again after I told him I'm not going to stop recording and goes back inside. If you want to see the footage, it's on YouTube. It's called Meet Dick Tracy. So just search for Meet Dick Tracy, and that's what's uh, what'll come up. So are you saying you were made to feel unwelcome yes. in this building, which you are forced to pay for? Very much so. And so the same, th- essentially the same thing happened today, except it wasn't Dick Tracy. Today, I met James Brown. Ow! <laughs> Get right. back! Ha! Touch me in the morning! James Brown Ow! and Dick Tracy... <laughs> In the same building, working as investigators together. Every time I see uh, football, there's a guy in, in, in a, fo- a football broadcaster named James Brown. I can't help myself. I just, every time, every time. So uh, so James Brown comes out, and our interaction with James lasted a little longer than my original interaction with Dick Tracy. And this guy basically was of the same mindset. He immediately comes out and addresses the fact that I have a video camera. He requests that I turn it off, which I refuse to do. I'm like, look, this is here for accountability. I need to ask somebody questions on the record. And he's like, well, I don't want to be recorded. Well, okay, who wants to be recorded? Who within your building is willing to talk to the press on the record? Are you the press? Yes, I am. Now, who is willing to talk to me? Uh. And he kind of stands there for a while, even though he's told us a few times he doesn't want to be recorded. He kind of stands there and handles... Just doesn't know what to do about it. Right, and takes some questions where we're trying to determine with whom we can speak. And he basically ends up saying that, well, you can contact me and uh, contact me by uh, mail... And I will send you uh, – try to figure out who the right person is to send you to. What? So, like, there's no public spokesman. There's no public spokes bureaucrat that you can just say, oh, so-and-so will talk to the media. Well, I need to figure out who you need to talk to so you can, you can write me and ask me. Have they never dealt with the press before? I mean, is this totally new to them? I, I don't know, Derek J. He gave me his uh, his business card, James R. Brown, investigator from the Department of Justice, Office of the Attorney General. And, well, that's going to be helpful. I'm sure and, he'll get know, right back to you. Right, yeah. Normally, this is a blow-off, and when bureaucrats want you to get in touch with them by phone or by mail, that way they can put you into infinite hold yeah. or put your mail into the circular bin, uh, the circular file, the trash can. That's pretty much what he was going to do. So he ducks out after trying to tell me to stop recording again. And then as we're leaving, he pops out again like Dick Tracy did, (laughs) comes out and says, and by the way, I don't give you permission to use that video. I was like, it doesn't matter. And we we left. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. 
BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And Derek J. And join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. We've got listening options live, uh, streaming, there for you, broadband and dial-up versions. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is available for you around the clock over on the Free Talk Live streams over at listen.freetalklive.com. And you can also listen via great radio stations, over 100 of them from coast to coast on AM and FM throughout this country. Uh, Satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio. We have two channels up there that we're on. Our webcam, the KU Band satellite channel, which is free to air, and the listen lines as well. So go to listen dot freetalklive.com to learn more about all that that's listen.freetalklive.com and there's something else that you can listen to free audiobooks podcasts and more from audiblepodcast.com slash ftl that's right you can get a free audio book from audiblepodcast.com slash ftl um there's you know all the best all the new bestsellers they're all over there more than a hundred thousand titles um you know in in every category whether it's business classics Fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, everything else. It's fast, easy, and affordable. It's a, it's I mean, literally it's a huge selection, and it's not just books, right? I mean, it's not just yeah. They've got podcasts over there. Right. I, I saw Opie and Anthony when I was uh, tootling around on the site yesterday, um, and you know it's it, it, it you know it's a wide selection of uh, and they are the world's uh, large leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment just go get a free audio book see how uh how awesome it is to uh, enjoy an audio book for no, free no obligation no. not that i understand i mean i haven't gone through the process it's been some time since i went through the process uh but i you know I, you can get that i yeah i couldn't tell you i, I it's been a long time since i've been through the process audiblepodcast.com slash ftl well, as I recall, there was no obligation. I can't remember. I mean, I don't want to give bad information, yeah. but uh, you know, we, we, I can check it out during the break if you'd yeah, like. Pl- please do. I mean, last I last I recall, because uh, they have been an advertiser with us for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just you just go and get yourself your your free book and you get started, and you know the idea is you're going to like it so much you're going to you know buy one or two or more that's the so, idea audiblepodcast dot com slash ftl. All right. So last night, uh, and by the way, we let uh, it wasn't. For me, not being aware of it is just we just didn't go there last night. Uh, yesterday was uh, Martin Luther King Day, and of course, uh, I am a fan of Martin Luther King, and uh, Ron Paul is a fan of Martin Luther King, as he expressed in a in a recent debate, and they had a a presidential debate on Martin Luther King Day, and it's too bad you know, Ron Paul was able to bring up uh, Dr. King in his uh, in his debate last night, and it's a shame. Uh, well, I guess it's a good thing Martin Luther King isn't around to wasn't around to see this debate because it was just a shame what happened to Ron Paul uh, at this debate last night. It was really amazing. I'm going to play some audio here from you uh, by this this audience here at the Fox News debate last night in South Carolina. 
where Ron Paul talks about foreign policy and specifically mentions the golden rule as a good, you know, good starting point for a foreign policy. Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. So let's go with the audio from the debate. Actually, I have to unmute that. If another country does to us what we do others, we're not going to like it very much. So I would say that maybe we ought to consider a golden rule in, uh, in foreign policy. Don't do to other nations what we don't want to have them do to us. So we, we, endlessly bomb, we endlessly bomb these countries, and then we wonder, wonder why they get upset with us. And, uh, and, and yet it's, it continues on and on. I mean, this uh, I this idea, this idea that we can't debate foreign policy, then all we have to do is start another war? I mean, it's, it's warmongering. They're building up for another war against Iran, and people can't wait to get in another war. This country doesn't need another war. We need to quit the ones we're in. We need to save the money and bring our troops home. Governor Romney. So get some cheers at the end, but... Some good uh, South Carolinian uh, Republicans there just booed the golden rule. No, I don't think they were booing the golden rule. I, I think the the audience was taking objection to Ron Paul's use of the word we. He was being too collectivist in his language. <laughs> was, they were reminding him that they, the audience, never participated in bombing foreign people. Well, I appreciate the optimism, Derek J., but I have a feeling that these were... I'm just speculating here, but I have a feeling that these were probably self-described Christians... Who are in this audience, again, Fox News, Republican debate, South Carolina, probably going to attract some self-described Christians who very much support war. And, of course, in my opinion, and Derek J., you grew up in a Christian household. You actually grew up in a church at one point. Yes, I did. Uh, you know, my understanding of Christianity is that war doesn't really jibe with the teachings of Jesus. And Not from I, my reading. Right. And so Christians who support war or a Christian who would boo the golden rule— uh, really needs to to take a look at their religion. They need to take a closer look at what they actually believe because it's they're they're whacked. Well, they, you know, a lot of uh, some people you know, they they're just so uh, I guess uh, you know paralyzed by fear that they believe that the U.S.'s foreign policy is really the only way to protect uh, the United States. I don't. I, I, it's hard for me to imagine that they're so jaded and bitter that they just say well we've got it's, you know it's in our own best interest you know it's it's i think it's about fear but there's um some accusations and uh, some proof uh, you know some more uh, screenshots of uh, facebook groups where they were claiming to have called people in the middle of the night trying in south carolina trying to get them to vote for ron paul and when they refuse they call them you know haters of liberty and and yell at them until they hang up so i mean oh, wow there's so a, this is not ron paul supporters that would be doing that right, right? Wow. It's, That's uh, really surprising. Some dirty, dirty false tricks in politics. Yeah, but the, the propaganda, even without the false flag and the dirty politics stuff, the propaganda in support of war is so strong that it's hard for me to blame anyone. I see good people who would otherwise not support uh, aggression against peaceful people sure. who have just been propagandized so strongly that it's hard to disconnect them, yeah. themselves uh, from that ideology. It must be hard because it's not like Ron Paul is making confusing uh, esoteric point here. I mean, he's yeah. saying, hey, the golden rule. how would you feel if they did this to you? If the Chinese came over here and bombed your neighborhood, how would that make you feel? It hurts mean, my brain to think about it. How oh. hard could it be to try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I mean, are people so self-absorbed that they can't empathize with other human beings' plight at the hands of the state? 
Is that really not, how it is? They're not human beings. They're elsewhere on the planet. It's horrible what happened there. I mean, just people booing. Just it, it is surprising to hear. When I, when I heard those boos, I could hardly believe that people reacted that way. And not just one person, but a huge group of people responding in that way. Is yeah, really and obviously surprising. we don't know how large the group was. It sounds large, but you never know. I mean, it could have been a small group of people that were really loud, but it certainly sounded large. They didn't show the audience at any point, so there was no way to get a, an actual representation of the of the reaction foreign here. policy don't do to other nations what we don't want to have them do to us so we we endlessly bond, sounds like a fair amount of people there that's, that's, that's a lot of clatter and commotion you know the booing started before he even finished his sentence i'm wondering if the fox news debate had one of those applause and boo signs that they just <laughs> lit up they're bad man some of these fox news uh if you actually watch the full t- and by the way it was 20 minutes that ron paul got to talk which was great uh, because that guy Huntsman dropped out of the race, which means you know the more people drop out, the more Ron Paul gets to talk. So if you watch, yeah, they don't want the guy that comes in second in New Hampshire to to get much uh, airtime. You know, if you watch the debate, uh, the full or the full Ron Paul clips, I would never want to watch the whole debate, nor recommend anyone bother. But if you uh, if you watch the Ron Paul clips, you get to see this. I don't know what the right word for him is. Tool mm-hmm. uh, that uh, is working for Fox News, who also kind of behaved similarly with Ron Paul at a previous debate that he was at. I don't know what his name is. He's Oh, he's, who was this? One of the anchors? He's there? one of the anchors uh, that was there. It's not Juan Williams. It's the the the, the other guy who one of the other guys who was there, the younger guy. Yeah, he kind of looks like Droopy, that cartoon from the Looney Tunes. Perhaps. Yeah. And he he's just kind of he just really goes after Ron Paul. You can tell in no way shape or form is he attempting to ask journalistic questions without any kind of bias. Do they I mean, do journalism at Fox? Oh, obviously not. Uh, Sorry, I was, I, he's the worst. We were of talking the crew. about something different. Like Juan Williams gives him a good question at one point in the in the event. Brings up Martin Luther King, actually. And uh, but this other guy is just so rude and such a jerk. Eight five five four fifty free. Of course, Ron Paul is such a gentleman and he handles it uh, splendidly. One eight five five four fifty free. You take control. Moments remain. It's Free Talk Live. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. Take control of these airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. The number for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening is Ian here. And Mark. And Derek J. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You can head over there and get interactive and support the show as well if you'd like. You can become an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that $3 in, invest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board as well to expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. 
get signed up there with any major credit card or some alternative options, uh, go and get the details. You can learn about the AMP-only forum that you'll get access to as an amplifier, the AMP-only call-in lines, podcast, and more. Once again, it's amp.freetalklive.com. We go to the phones and the fun. Amanda is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Amanda. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I've been listening by podcast, and I'm stuck back around Halloween. So I don't know if you've mentioned this yet, but I saw an article on the Union Leader website yesterday about voter fraud. Did you see that? Have you talked about it? You know, I don't think we've, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but maybe we did, about, I guess, people coming and voting under dead people's names. Yeah, I think we did rolls. talk about that. Because <clears throat> you guys were uh, basically saying you didn't you didn't like the idea of uh, of uh, people having having to provide picture IDs when they vote. As far as I'm concerned, it's the only thing that makes any sense. Amanda? Yeah, well, I thought that the, the whole article was really silly. Um, I mean, maybe I should post it on the Free Talk Live website, but... Sure. Um, Yes, the, the article was about, um, on Saturday, the speaker, uh, O'Brien, had some kind of conference with people in the state, um, and, and he was talking about, they were saying that he, he wanted to push a voter ID law, and um, I guess the response from people opposed to such a law said that we don't want to solve a problem that doesn't exist, prove that it exists. And I guess in the recent um, primary, mm-hmm. a group of so-called activists decided to prove that the problem exists by committing voter fraud. Hmm. And so they're trying to say that this is evidence, but it's not. They 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 were only doing it to push support for the bill. And but aren't they showing that it can be done? I mean, it's not like the state wants to, um, you know, show its own foibles in this area. You know, I mean, that we, we all know there are holes in uh, the state's enforcement of things. But if you try to prove that you can get a gun past the TSA, you're never going to if, – if you say something, they're going to try to, to uh, you know, to go after you for it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's the equivalent of, like, I, I kick you in the pants and I say – See, that's why you should wear a cup so people don't kick you in the hand. <laughs> it's not it's not logical at all. Just because it can be done doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Well, I think you can make the argument that it is going to happen in that it is fairly easy for it to happen. So I understand where Mark's coming from on this, but I don't think the controls the state will put in will stop voter fraud. I think it will just make voting more inconvenient for more people. And uh, especially for people that don't have a government ID, then all of a sudden they're non, you know, non-participants. You have to have some government ID in order to vote. That makes it much more difficult. Um, but I understand the concerns. I think it's a valid concern that you could just walk in and say, oh, I'm Derek J, and they, they'll give you the ballot. And then if Derek, the real Derek J walks in later and says, well, I'm Derek J, then what do they do? What happens in that case? When I go, all they do is ask me my address, as if I couldn't send somebody in my proxy. They know what I look like um, in my in town. Your town. Yeah. Uh, but you know, in a larger place, uh, you know, send some. I don't know what. I don't even know how they do it in other places. All I know is how they do it in my town, and I suspect they kind of do it in a slipshod, half 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 uh, butt manner around here. Well, all I had to do when I registered to vote in New Hampshire was fill out a form that said I affirm I am who I say I am. And I'm wondering, Amanda, how you feel about this, because I would think not only does voter ID make it tougher for people uh, without regular ID to vote, but do you think it would really stop those who are looking to commit voter fraud from doing it if if they are high enough up in the system? But even then, I mean, I don't know a lot about the process, but I, like, during the primary, I was talking to someone who's 
I guess, really familiar with security procedures. And he was telling me that there are so many um, um, fallible steps in the pro- like when when uh, they so they have people um, counting the votes in the uh, whatever the room where you go and vote. Sure. And then that person makes a phone call to someone and reports those votes. And then that person makes a phone call to someone else and reports the number. And any of those people could have ulterior motives and just mm. say something inaccurate. And it would be that easy. To, yeah, uh, and then there was a situation it. in the last election where they detected that someone had been opening the voter boxes improperly or whatever. Like they're supposed to like box they're supposed up to all sealed this. in a particular manner, and they weren't sealed that way. Right. It looked as though the seal had been removed or replaced or something like that. And so the question was, well, what happened when that seal was removed or replaced? Nobody knows who did it. Nobody knows where it happened. And there's supposed to be like a chain of custody and. It's just it it can break down in all manner of places. So I like that in New Hampshire you can just waltz into a voting location, uh, having been the first day you've ever set foot in New Hampshire and vote. I think there's some real uh, utility in that for people, and it makes it easy. It makes participating in that part of the system an, an easy thing to do. What if I move? But to I understand there's another five side different to that. places the same day. I think you could do that. Yeah, you could okay. I, I'm going to move to Keene. I'm going to go move to uh, uh, Manchester. Thing is, then I'm going to move to Concord. Be, then I'm going to move but, to. But when you're affirming uh, on that sheet of paper that I saw uh, and had to sign my name to, it said that you were only going to vote once. Right. You did, are affirming that you and swearing that you're only in that one place. Uh, did, weren't you just talking about the lady at the drug treatment, uh, the drug task force place, telling you that this wasn't the drug task force place? Yes, she was lying. Folks lie. Right. Hmm. That's true. Okay. I get that, Mark. The like government system incentivizes people to tell There's lies. There's a double-sided sword to this voting system. On one on one side, it's easy to go and vote. On the other side, I it's easy like to I kind of like the Iraqi thing where you have to put your uh, thumb in the uh, indelible ink so that uh, you know you'd, you'd at least have a very difficult time getting it out from underneath your fingernail, you know? Well, that would stop you from voting multiple times. But that would be, that's stop. what my concern is. But my whoa, concern whoa, is whoa. That- it wouldn't stop what has been alleged in the past, which is someone like Mitt Romney bussing in busloads of voters from Massachusetts to come up and vote once at a, you know like a Manchester polling location or something like yeah. that, and then bussing them back down. Here, we'll buy you all lunch for the day. Uh, come on up. You're we'll, all moving here. Yep, we're going to vote up in New Hampshire today. I mean, people have alleged that that stuff has happened in elections. It certainly past would year. be easy. Well, voter fraud is nothing new. That's something I've heard about right. for years. And the, the state will not be able to eliminate it no matter what new rules it puts uh, puts down. Amanda, anything else you want to share tonight? Um, is Vaporsmith still advertising with you guys? Yes, they yes, are. Yes, they are. Vaporsmiths.com. Okay. Derek has his. He's modeling it right now on the webcam. And <laughs> I have mine in my hand right now, and I'm so happy. That's all. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, t- t- tell us about your uh, smoking. Did um, have? Are you still smoking cigarettes at all? Um, every now and then I get curious, and I'll, like, bum one from a friend. And I'm usually like, God, this tastes horrible. That was pointless. And, you know, then I go back to vaping. But, uh, Interesting. I don't know. How many times a week do you smoke cigarettes? Would I bum a cigarette? Yeah. Um, maybe once. Oh. I mean, it's, I, I quit. That's full-fledged I, clit. Yeah, quit. that is nothing. Yeah, I cold turkey and uh, didn't have any problem at all, and I love it. I mean, and I'm converting people all the time. Like, I went to the airport, and you can't, You it, it's actually, like, posted. Like, you definitely can't use a vaporizer in an airport or on a plane, which is silly. And so I went outside oh, um, to the smoking area, and people saw me, and they're like, what are, but, you know, and I let people try it, and, you know, I was like, com, and I told them about the <laughs> Free Talk Live uh, coupon code. and Nice, which counts. is FTL. They should hire me. 
<laughs> and you can get uh, your two you get two Vaporsmiths uh, e-cigarettes for free when you buy 40 cartomizers over right. Vaporsmiths and use code FTL. So yeah, they have passed the FDA has too. or the uh, the FT wait, FAA has forget all these alphabet agencies, but they have banned them from uh, from airports and from airlines, have they? Um I just know that it's a posted policy. I don't know if it's a legal thing. Well, typically, if they're posting it, they, the airlines are taking that pretty seriously. So it's, I'm I'm sad to hear that. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee that the government won't become, you know, decide to make vapors uh, vaporizers but, their enemy in the future. But for now, I, I it's allowed like to point in most out, places. Amanda, you can hold the vapor into your in in your lungs for a, a you know for a little while, and then it goes away. So yeah, you'd have to hold it for that. a while. I did it in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's this is what people do. True, you could easily go in the bathroom and it you would not smell. set off the smoke alarm, and yeah. it doesn't smell. So that's a good point. Yeah. Right. If anything, people think you're putting on perfume because it smells so delicious. Yeah, it is absolutely wonderful. And Amanda, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. changes lives. You. So, uh, okay, we're about out of time for this evening's program, but there was one thing I wanted to get to, and maybe we'll do it tomorrow night. There's a really scary news piece about beheadings mm. coming to the United States, and I'm surprised it's taken this long. So we'll tell you more about it. There can be only one tomorrow night. On Free Talk Live, if we get the chance, of course, we'll also be talking about Derek J's trials tomorrow. He'll be there and we'll give you more detail on what transpires. Hopefully, he will not be in a cage tomorrow. And uh, we'll see you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. 